Hello and welcome to Dance of the Soul with me, Natasha Venter. I'm a psychic medium, a multi-lifetime intuitive, and I am one who really loves to support people, people. So on the Dance of the Soul, uh, Regan Forston, and he's supposed to be here, but yet he's not here yet. And I know that he's got a lot of stuff going on in his life, just like I have, and we all do. So we're going to give Gary's where that needs to be done. <laughs> so today, Regan Forston is a hypnotherapist with a clinical, clinical um, hypnotherapist with the Newton Institute. And we all... We both are here to support you. So I'm expecting Regan anytime, but I wanted to start talking about our subject today because of the fact that we are all kind of um, trying to figure out our new truths, right? And as we're figuring out our new truths and figuring out our old belief systems and figuring out where we are, what we're doing, how can we do this better? Where can we do this better? What's going on with this? Where are we at with this, right? So going into this belief system that, you know, that I wanted to or we wanted to talk about was is that, you know, there's many of us that grew up in religions, right? And we grew up in these religions or in our ethnic belief system, right? Because of the fact that many of us, you know, who have come into this world, right, that our belief system from where we came into, you know, uh, you know, indigenous people, um, you know, the East Indian uh, culture, the Hindu, uh, you know, belief system, a lot of the, the dance of um, even coming from Catholic religion, you know, Lutheran, uh, Methodist, whatever it is, and I'm sorry, I didn't name everything. I don't want to dishonor anybody. We don't want to dishonor anybody. And this show is about finding your own perspective because you have your truths. Ours is just to kind of awaken you to another understanding maybe. And when we're in this dance of reality of who we are and what we're doing, that there is this knowing that comes forth. And we are here in this world right now, and I've known this intuitively for a couple of years now, that we're breaking apart our old belief systems, kind of like you have to let go of that old phone that you love so dearly, right? Or you have to release that computer that you love so dearly. And how do you negotiate these things that are part of our lives by building into where we're at, Right. So what I want you to do is, is if you can in this show here, look at how are you coming upon new knowings? And it might be out of the box, right? Because I know I was at a fair, um, not this weekend, but last weekend, I think it was quite times moving so fast that, you know, that it was about, you know, I sat with people who are really struggling with what they're families belief systems were are and 
what their new generation is going to be, right? You know, when you're in your um, in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, you know, we still hold on to a lot of our beliefs from our parents. We we carry a lot of belief systems from our religions. We carry a lot a lot of belief systems from, you know, like if you're, you know, from the Asian culture, you know, the East Indian and and the Asian cultures, those are very strict backgrounds of of strong belief systems in f- the way the family should be the way that that you hold yourself um the hierarchy of family the hierarchy of life right and and when we're going through this scenario of who we are and what we are that it can be very daunting to try to break free of a lot of our old belief systems And I'm going to even mention the belief system that we have about ourselves, right? Because how many of us have a belief system about ourselves? Made you think a little bit about that, right? So that belief system of who you are, where you're at, oh my gosh, it's amazing to negotiate this. Because how many of us have low self-esteem about ourselves? How many of us get into this idea of, you know, let's say if we were a certain way when we were younger, let's say if we got into an addictional problem, you know, that that addiction problem, I'm going to call it a problem because addictions are kind of a, they like to control us so it becomes a problem, right? So when we have those addiction problems, that our soul wants us to do a little different, but it, our soul takes us, and that's why it's called the dance of the soul. Our show is here is, is because the dance of the soul is something that we have to negotiate those lessons and those experiences. So I'm going to offer to you, and I know Regan would offer you to this too, is, is that how can we negotiate these old belief systems of ourselves in the, the scenario of, you know, when we were in an addictional problem, we didn't always make the best choices. Right. And so we made poor choices, those poor things, those, those sorry to say moments, right. That how do we negotiate being us? And when we can own, when we do that, when we're in the moment of being ourselves and we're not always being our better self, right? We're not always being the, the person who, that we, we're making better choices, but, you know, we kind of keep ourselves back where we made those choices. And it's hard to shift from that old thought pattern of who we were, what we were doing to bring it up into a newer thought problem pattern, right? Getting the bigger perspective. What was that back there to teach me for my today moments, right? So I want to offer to you that, you know, and please, if you have something that you would like to make comments about, oh, and if you are on Twitter watching, please remember, I do not get comments in my comments here. So if you can go to Natasha Venter AC YouTube, I would be grateful because I would love to hear Regan loves to hear good comments about life. And 
you know, I'm surprised he's actually not here because he emailed me saying great conversation to have. So I was expecting to be here and, and, you know, but life is like I said, happening. So I'm so glad that you are here though, but please let me know what you're thinking. You know, what are some of the old beliefs that you're trying to update? What are some of the old knowings that you have that are something that you need to update? Because we all are in this dance of trying to figure, even me, you know, even I am negotiating some of this because I know with my dyslexia that, um, and I, I can, like I told, was telling my husband the, you know, last week and, you know, he goes, why does it take you, you know, six hours to do something that takes somebody one hour to do? And, oh, hi, Regan. And so with that, 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 um, you know, with my old, with my, the way my brain works, sometimes I can read 12th grade level in the morning, three hours later, third grade level, and then, you know, another two hours I'm at sixth grade level. So, you know, I have to work through those old belief systems of who I was as a kid when I was made fun of, right, and, and deemed bad to moving forward. And so, Regan, I'll let you in a second. So it's one of those moments that that how do you negotiate these stories of who we are and that belief system of ourselves? So please, if you'd like to comment, you know, be a part of this. And Regan's here finally. I I'm so sorry. I got <clears throat> I got sidetracked today. I was doing research on this. Well, there's a bit of research on this changing. Um, how do we change our our uh, cemented in belief system, you know, to allow something new to come in. And I got really involved in uh, listening to um, something on Clubhouse about the UFO sighting in Las Vegas four days ago. And mm-hmm. I had not heard about it, but I guess it's been all over the news and everything where the police uh, actually on their on their cam saw this uh, object, let, you know, <clears throat> heading down to earth it could have been a huge meteor or something but then some people reported an alien in their backyard you know so yes you know whether that uh, happened or not i mean at least they have the vit there was something uh, out of the ordinary that happened you know but it got me really thinking about um you know how you know we were talking about our spiritual consciousness our religious beliefs and things but it goes across the board and all the things we believe you know like once we've uh, once we've kind of cemented in what we thought was real or we accepted was the truth and something else comes along, it's just normal for the subconscious to fight that because it doesn't want to change what it already believes. So it's a, it's a long, drawn-out process sometimes. You know? It really is, and it takes us practice. I'm not going to call it you know right or wrong or in or out. This is a journey. People forget that our soul is on this journey you know, of, of moving forward. And, and we need to sometimes undig ourselves from those old belief patterns and to yeah. move in. And like I was saying that sometimes when we're in culture, you know, the culture of, of beliefs, like I was doing a session with someone who, you know, she's of Eastern Indian, you know, culture and she's, you know, that's where arranged marriages can be put, you know? Yeah. And I didn't say those words when I was having a session with her, but you know, I knew that that's what was implied. And mm-hmm. so we didn't really go into the depths of it, but we, but I, I really wanted her to know, you know, she was wondering about her relationship with this person and, and how to negotiate it. And, and, you know, it doesn't really fit in her box and, and it doesn't really fit in her box. But like I was saying that sometimes we have to honor our parents, we have to honor our grandparents. <clears throat> yeah. 
And and I don't want to call it, you know, baby it, you know, baby, you know, oh yeah, I'm thinking about that, grandma. I I want to honor you, but yet, you know, but there is that fine line between, you know, honoring what the family says, but you know, kind of almost waiting them out because we can't always do it. And you could, you know, and if you do it with kindness and you know, grace and saying, you know, hey grandma, I understand this is old news this is old belief for you i honor you so deeply for this grandma i'm not you i'm not mom i'm i'm right. not that i am me and i'm trying to figure it out and and they may go so because that's who they are but at least you know we it's that practice to do different and like i said we can honor who we are but yet you know it's how do we figure out that new truth and like i was saying that on this show that we're not here to tell you what to do we're here to support you in another understanding so that you can find your own truth. yeah because maybe it is about some, walking forward. some alternative ways of looking at situations you know like on this uh it was so interesting they had several thousand people that were on on uh, uh on clubhouse uh, talking about this and i would say for the most part it was so interesting about oh gosh i would say 60 70 percent of the people were all about yeah they believe that we can't be the only ones around that other 30 percent though was very they were actually the energy that they had that they were answering with was way more uh <clears throat> you know like these people are crazy there's no such thing I very mean, was, a lot of judgment a lot a of judgment. lot of judgment more a lot more judgment than the people that had an open mind you know um now both of us know and just because of what we do like i know in the uh in the uh, newton institute protocol where we have people go to the afterlife and back uh, a lot of them experience um past lives as aliens you know mm -hmm. as uh, or even uh, lives where they've had in other dimensions or sometimes they're just balls of energy that are doing stuff you know so for us it's easy you know but i had to go through a process of changing my belief system um slowly on i mean ever since i was young i kept i guess see i don't remember this except i remember on my maybe my 16th birthday my dad bought me a book and it was about the blue book project which was the government program for looking for ufos that they had for a while and um and my dad gave it to me and I remember him giving it to me and it was like, I must have expressed an interest in that a lot because that's what he thought was a good gift for me, you know? Mm -hmm. And I remember when I got the book and I just started reading it immediately, you know, and it was all about the close encounters of the first kind, the second kind, the third kind. So, you know, something in, in me already believed that kind of, but just needed some proof for the mind because everybody else was making fun of people that believed in that kind of thing. You exactly know. now but i'm going to go back to that story that you're talking about and i'm not going to call it an untruth story i i okay. can see that that's a true story but i want to bring in a perspective because right now we have a lot of things that are going on behind the scenes in humanity yeah in humanness i.e government i.e world i.e this i.e that mm -hmm. Distraction is the best thing to do when somebody when you want to have people not pay attention. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. As a perspective, oh. as a perception, I sometimes have to go neutral on a story 
to see if this is more of a distractional moment. Right. Or believe what's being said, but pay attention to the other stuff. Yeah. So it, it's a dual thing. So, so I'm offering to people that when you have a story that comes up, i.e., you know, our ex-president may be going to jail. What kind of distraction is happening so that we don't pay attention to some other stuff that is coming up behind the scenes? And it's not a bad thing or a good thing. I'm just saying be aware of this. Yeah. Because I I understand that that the planet, that other, the starships and stuff are coming here. They are always been here. We just have, the veil has been where they've hidden once they get in certain far. Now they're not yeah right and so i saw some of the video on that and i i believe that that's true i'm also but when i when i looked at it i went timing that that's the other word that came in was timing yeah well i think that's something we always should put in our discernment is like is just what you're saying because you know just because we have a belief thing uh is to figure out okay who's yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny that you were talking about something and we might get cut off here. So, um, did you hear that ringing just now? No, I did not. Oh, somebody was my, my phone was ringing and it's a repair person from uh, Monterey, I think, that uh, has to do with um, the washer there is stuck and won't drain. And spend, I spent hours and hours trying to find someone to get out there because the person who's running there is really upset, you know, so um, they can't do their clothes. So anyway, sorry, I was afraid. No, no, when no, that no. But I, thought, it, I thought it was kind of funny about how, you know, the universe sometimes steps in when we're talking about something and we should not really talk about it as cleanly as we want to because, yeah. you know, we're also on Facebook and YouTube. So we have to we have to use discernment when we're talking about certain things. <laughs> So yeah. I wanted to to speak of this in kindness. Well, this is about the soul journey. And, and you know, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead and finish. No, no, no. You're good. You just good, got good. me going here because I'm thinking. Okay, because you and I specifically, one of the things that we try to help people do is to be willing to look at spirituality in a different light. You know, mm-hmm. more than what they've uh, done to. Um, but. It, whether you believe whether people watching want to start believing like we do because we in a sense i think to me since i've been to the other side and back um that's made it more real to me that there is an afterlife and that you know this is just uh we're just down here visiting because i've actually visited there so i used to use the analogy like somebody can tell you about this beautiful place on earth called disneyland which is the happiest place on earth and you can hear about that all the time and that but there's something about if you go there and you actually see that it exists, then it makes it one more step believable, you know, mm-hmm. that way. And so, um, of course, now the other side that's fighting to change that will tell me, oh, uh, the devil has allowed you to see that because they're tricking you. Because now that they're tricking you and you see and you think there's an there's an afterlife like that, you know, which they're just mocking up for you to tra- trap you or trick you somehow to take you off the other path. So, I mean, that's what some people come up with when they don't want to change their beliefs is they find a reason 
you know, some reason. Well, for instance, like hypnosis, it's pretty much proven now. I mean, hypnosis is a real thing. It's a real phenomenon. It's a natural state. Uh, but some people still think that that's the work of the devil or mm -hmm. some sort of demonic, <clears throat> you know, demonic entities, things like that. Um, but that's just because, you know, they have to, or if people experience past lives, you know, someone will say, oh, there's something in your brain that's making you see that. Or they have to come up with some alternative reason. Otherwise, they, their belief system can't stay in place. You know, if they even open up and go, well, maybe there's a possibility, but that, that's not what I was taught. That's not what I believe. But look at all this evidence now. Oh, you know, so it's like that's a crack in the veneer. And then slowly people are able to change their, you know, their belief systems, you know. So yeah, it, it, it's a really interesting place. But that's what I want to offer to people is, is that when when you are looking at at oh man this 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 is making that i i can't believe that this is something i want to think about oh my gosh how am i supposed to think about that i would i, I that I, this doesn't fit in my box what am i supposed to do with this right but there is that part of it that it's not like you have to jump in with both feet you know do research right get different perspectives get different knowings you know, for me, I have, you know, and see where it sits in your body. There's many times where it's like somebody's talking to you and you're getting goosebumps all over and it's like, and your body is reacting to this in a very magical way. And yet your brain is telling you, oh, but your body is just going, hell yeah, this is right. You know, you kind of listen to something about it. But I'm going to tell you that the brain takes a little while to negotiate it, and and we gotta we gotta really work on how do we invite these new knowings because when sometimes when we just jump in with two feet, a lot of us just like oh I can't do it you know and and yeah. that and it stops and then we get into these. I want to call them speed bumps of life where things just get harder and harder and harder because we're we're in a contradiction with ourselves. But, yeah, it, but I, it is about practicing mm -hmm. to, you know, like, you know, it's just even if you practice going into different churches and hearing different beliefs and then you can go, yeah, nah, that doesn't fit. Oh, but wait a minute. That one kind of maybe I'll put that in my back pocket and carry it around and think about it for a while. You know, yeah. well, I, I remember way back when I was starting my spiritual when I was changing from only believing in Catholicism um, <clears throat> to, to changing. Uh, and then I had a. Um, I had like a, a vision or an experience where a teacher told me uh, to progress in bite sizes, you know, mm -hmm. because if you take too big a bite of the of this change of your of what's what who you really are and, and knowing all the spiritual stuff that your physical body can't handle it. You know, you can end up in a, in a nut house, you know, you know, because that's like, uh, you know, people that used to say they heard voices and things. Sometimes they were hearing communications from the other side and they would say someone and they lock them up for the rest of their life, put them on drugs and in an insane asylum. You know, mm -hmm. um, that's what used to happen. So I learned uh, you just have to be once the veneer is cracked and there's something within you that goes, oh, I kind of got to go in that direction. I can't help myself. Just take it a little at a time. Read a few books, you know find a spiritual path or something that has more looking at things in a different direction or something, you know, mm -hmm. um, that's why I think in college it's that's see, that's where my beliefs started to be practiced 
when I took an alternative uh, 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 theology course, or what do they call it when you, you look at um, a lot of different teachings in college, they have a are you, anyway. alternatively alternative yeah. Uh, yeah i i know the i know some of the, the names of that because i just studying spirituality you know and all of a sudden i'm in this class and they're talking about these people in india that believe that their relatives were in these cows running around you know and uh and i remember everybody in the class just laughing like that's totally ridiculous and to me that sounded ridiculous but there was still something in me that says something's there though something's there even though I don't believe this cow thing necessarily, you know, um, but that was little, little by little, you know, I was opening up and finding out more what it is. Um, and now, I mean, with the Newton Institute, we just figure we've got, you know, research uh, 70,000 times. We've had people go to past lives um, and 90% of the people that go into session experience a past life. So what does that tell you? You know, that's a repeatable ex experience that can be um, duplicated over and over and over again, which is what scientific people do. You mm -hmm. know, um, all these people for years, we've heard about out-of-body experiences and people doing astral travel and things like that. You know, um, well, now we've we just got in there and there's 250 of us doing this research and, you know, we don't have any doubts anymore. You know, most of us, even in the researchers now have experienced past lives and things. You know, there's even a, and then some people say, well, you do that in hypnosis, you know, that's where you're, you're telling, someone's telling you what to think, or someone's planting the images in your mind. And then I say, okay, what about the book that was just published by the University of Virginia called Before? And these are about children that remember past lives, and they don't, they're not in hypnosis or anything. They're just little kids that are walking around talking mm -hmm. about their previous lives. And then they've been taking researchers they go to find out that those facts that the children said were actually true. True. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so that kind of shuts down that argument, you know, I mean, but still. Yeah. There's not, and, and, you know, if, okay, let's go back to the cow thing. Even yeah. if you can believe that, you know, <laughs> that your, your family members are part of the cows. Well, I'm going to put this perspective in there. What happens if we are all souls of light, four legged, no legged, Two-legged, we're souls of light. Mm -hmm. We are all essences of each other because we're all soul light. Mm -hmm. And so when, when you say, is a cow a part of my family? Yes, because we're all soul families. It doesn't matter if you're pink, white, purple, green. We're all soul families. And so when you're talking about essence, like my dog, was an essence of us in this family, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, I can say that, yeah, she was a, a fae family of mine long time ago, you know, and, and yet now she's my husband's familiar, you know, my husband's light. And, and so, but then that soul is a part of our soul family, right? Yeah. So with that, that it doesn't matter if that if that belief system is true or not, in a fashion, in a language, if you come to more of a neutral concept, break it down. Light is light. We are light beings. A cow is a light being. So it is part of our family. Yeah, I think in the research that we're doing, we're finding out that as soul, we 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 exist as energy. You know, mm -hmm. and so that energy can embed itself in anything it wants to, to have mm -hmm. experience, you know, just like 
people, I think the general feeling with most religious people is that we have that energy in our body, that soul, and that when we pass away, it exits, you know, well, we're in a sense, as we look at ourselves, we think we're solid beings. And, but we, there's that belief that soul goes in and comes out in this physical thing. So why can't it, you know, go into a dog if it wants to or have experience or, or any type of other, you know, um, uh, uh, thing that it wants to. Well, one of my, um, one of the case histories that I remember, I think I mentioned it last year on the show a bit, but when this lady went to a past life, she was just loving it. She, when she was there, she was just, she's in, in a deep trance, but she's, and I said, well, look down and look down at your body and tell me what's covering your feet. She says, I don't have feet. I said, well, hold out your arms. And she, I don't have arms and ended up, she was this energy and she was in the, um, this mist that was circling earth. It was, it was, um, she was helping to dry the earth out or whatever. So life could be, you know, uh, exist on earth. So from heaven, you know, or the afterlife, she, her job at that time that she took was to come and help to get it prepared. So, mm -hmm. but she said that feeling of just bliss, just floating in this mist, you know, without oh, any, cool. it was just, uh, and she said it was the most beautiful life, you know? So, we're learning so much now, you know. Exactly. Like I had a past life where I was an angel on a war field. Oh, that's I was right. You were helping people that passed on to pass over. Passed on, or I was giving, whispering in their ear who were wounded, come on, you can do it. You can do it. We can get well, you there. And I would be that energy that would come in and support them to get that that push to do to move forward. Now people can say, oh, How can you know that? I'm like going. And I could probably, in, in a way, research some of the names. But at the same time, though, when I look at their outfits, I can't tell if they're German or if they were American, you know, or Russian. I mean, I, I would have to look at the those uniforms of that time because I, it's like World War One or two somewhere in there, or you know, it's in that that general in area. That gen area. Okay. That because I know it was American, I can feel the Americanness in it. So you know, it's like I could probably research some of the names and and get, but I would do it would take a lot of research, and I'm not into that right now. Yeah. So it's one of those. Things. But uh, you know, anybody's watching, please make comments. You know, because it, it is this is a kind of an interesting conversation we're having about you know what can we do when we're wanting to start a new belief system, and how can we appease that old part of us? But it's not like a a jumping over the river type of thing. You can update your older self. Yeah, it's and it's talking, like we. It's just talking to yourself about. Hmm, I wonder if this is true. Hmm. Okay. I'll think about it. Right. I think people should do an inventory because we have a stack of belief systems. You know, there's a stack, there's a belief system about how we should eat. You know, there's this, uh, about what religion we should be, what political party we should be sometimes, you know, um, uh, a belief system, maybe that one race is better than another for some reason, or, mm -hmm. um, you know, a belief system about, uh, you know, um, well, did the Holocaust even happen? You know, did we actually land on the moon? Everybody is, is the earth flat. I mean, there are still some people that will swear, even though there's all this evidence, they still believe the earth is flat. You know, they call them the, you know, they have this organization and some people, they, they have all these arguments and everything while the earth is flat and why science and everything is showing is not real. And, oh my gosh. So, um, 
you know, I'm trying to think now, what belief system do I have now that I'm exposing what I believe, but it's just, it's because of what I've chosen to believe that's not in the ultimate thing, not really the truth, you know. But the thing is, we have to keep trying. You know, we have to keep, we have to keep, uh, in a sense, uh, poking holes in the hornet's nest, you know, just to see what's in there, you know, to, to let out what the real truth is. Yeah. Um, well, and and like I can, I can witness something of yours. You know, you came from a generation of a man was a certain type of man. Right. Yeah. You know, and how uh, much right. does that, how much does that still sit with you being the male that you are today? Yeah, I had to. Um, you know, when I went back in my 40s, 30 years ago, um, like I mentioned on the show a few times, I had to go through three years of anger management because I was programmed to believe that when men get angry, they just yell and shout and throw things. You know, that's just what was in my, you know, well, this, I'm mad. This is just what you do. It's acceptable, you know. And then, uh, uh, it, you know, took a took my 11-year-old uh, uh, stepdaughter to you know, when I yelled and screamed one night and, and I saw that for three days she was affected by that and I couldn't believe it. I'm going, whoa, I did that. You know, I thought it was just being what a guy does, you know. So in that in that process that with the anger management, we had to undo what society says men should be. You know, like we have mm -hmm. we have to feel less than a man if we can't answer, if we can't fix every problem that someone brings to us, you know, um, you know, that we're, um, you know, have to we can't wear anything pink, you know, because it shows it's, it degrades our masculinity, all that kind of stuff. Exactly. And and you just realize it's just stuff that was in someone else planted in my mind. I decided to accept it was true. And I had to undo all that, you know. Uh, so it had to take the love of a, of a daughter, you know, to get me to be willing to look at that and go, wow, this isn't working. This isn't really true. And then I saw other men that you know, could cry. You know, I saw other men that could be strong and cry at the same time and that. And I went, wow, this is another version of men here, you know, and that three years of changing. Oh, my God. You know, I'm so glad that I that I did that. You know, it made me a whole new person, you know, so you can change. But it was it's like with me just changing my behavior and how I acted when I had anger, feelings of anger. It took me three years in a slow way to slowly reprogram myself and work on it and work on it to become a person that I wanted to be, you know, rather than who who I was before. So that's just one little example of of, of how hard it is to change, you know. But mm -hmm. it really is, especially when we are in a a mindset of our brain, let's say it has a belief system that it has to review our life and and say you should have done this you should have done that you should have done this why aren't you doing this why aren't you doing that you know we have that old brain programming right well sometimes we have to tell the brain would you freaking stop yeah you know, just stop and then then it's i i do have to do this too sometimes when my brain it's it's on a on a on a roller coaster right or a on a treadmill right you know, then mm -hmm. it, it keeps coming around. And sometimes I, would you just stop? I'm, uh, and so I have to read. I have to get up and go to the bat. You know, I have to do something different to break the pattern of the treadmill so that I don't keep believing that I should have, could have, would have. You know, I'm not yeah. here to, to be a should have, could have, would have person. I'm doing the better I can at the moment. And you know, so I have to yeah. train, retrain my brain to say, no, I shouldn't have done something different. I did what I did. 
you know, here now, if I, if I do something like that again, I'll maybe learn a little differently. I'll learn how to do a little bit different and, you know, negotiate things a little differently. Well, look at the, um, uh, well, I just keep thinking of little things where we have belief systems. Growing up uh, in the 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, we were, we were told the evils of uh, drugs, you know, marijuana and LSD and all that. And, um, and then they made this war on drugs and everything. And so it was like any drug at all was, you know, was horrible, was of no good, had no use except to make people crazy. You know, now you can see the belief system after it's taken 50 years, but was slowly changing now where they're saying that, yes, sometimes drugs can cause negative things. But there's the flip side of it where a lot of these drugs can be used for things that can benefit society and benefit um, emotional, like, you know, uh, the ketamine treatments going on now. I know a few people that have changed, changed their lives. Uh, they're going through now that the FDA has approved it for therapy. And for some people, uh, that's been a game changer, you know, in their uh, being, being able to handle their emotions. A few other people have been on it and it's just been a mess. You know, so it's just it's just instead of lumping everything in and this is awful, we should only lump in and say this is the awful side of that drug. And we're going after that part, but not, you know, not uh, not uh, demonize the good that they can do also, you know. So you see how we're slowly changing, you know, we and are. The, and that's yeah. that's the evolution of life, you know, like the polar bear. The polar bear used to be a darker bear. Now it's been white for how many hundreds of years, right? And now it's starting to change back again, you know, because that it's an evolution, but it's not a day and night. And it, and it isn't yeah. something. Now let's go back to the, the belief of the drugs, right? And, you know, that's the thing is that we got to understand that it's not necessarily we have to, um, to, to say, oh, yay, it's okay now, you know. It's like for me, I have to kind of check in with myself. What do I like about this? What What is good about this? Because everything, everything in life has something that is not good about it and something that is really good about it, right? Yeah. Everything has something that is up and down. There's, you know, in and out. And not everything, like if we're talking about um, a belief system of religion, there is not one belief system that I personally have that I step in both feet into the whole thing. I take yeah. pieces out of it that that fit me to hone into my belief system so that I can be more well-rounded in my understanding of my spiritual walk. Because if I yeah. stepped into, let's say, all Catholic or being Catholic, I mean, I tried that as a kid and I was like, oh, there's a lot of this that, that doesn't work. But also, too, I really learned about, you know, the story of Mother Mary and Jesus. And yeah. then with that basis of what I knew about Mother Mary and Jesus, I added on to it to be more well-rounded with their relationship. And then through my time, let's say, as I grew into more of a young adult, I became more conversational with them and got things firsthand, <laughs> you know, yeah. which is more easier to get a truth from something when you know it's firsthand. But also too, it, you know, there's some people who don't believe in mediumship and, and intuitive work. And if they knew how many voices I had going off in my head, they would think I needed to be in an insane asylum. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm having conversations constantly in my head with different parts of me, different, um, different guides and that kind of stuff. Even as I'm talking now, I have this, you know, ADHD brain that can multitask, you know, with different things. And, and how, how do you do that? But it's that more, the, I figure that the more I put in my bag of knowledge of, of beliefs, the more well-rounded person I am. Yeah, some people, because they were persecuted in past lives for mm -hmm. believing in the kind of stuff we're talking about now, or like I believe even Natasha, you were like um, uh, uh, murdered or burned at the stake or something for yes. doing this kind of thing <laughs> in another life, right? So sometimes that's holding on and that's kind of, you know, because sometimes things from past lives were like, you know, if you were had a bad incident with something in a past life and it's still part of in your shadow, a little bit part of your consciousness and you can have fear but people we're in a in a uh, in a world right now that it's never been easier to do these kind of things to explore to go outside the box and search without having to fear you know except maybe a few silly looks or they're not going to lock you up and they're not going to kill you you know so you know explore away you know i tell exactly. people you know this people is, don't this know is the time yeah, people really don't need to know what's going on in your own brain, right? Yeah. You don't have to tell others what you believe in. Now, you can use discernment, and that's a big word that's coming up right now, um, yeah. discernment. And there's a lot of people who do not know what discernment means. And, you know, to take it very lightly and what discernment means is what do you want to speak of? How do you speak it? How much do you speak it to others? And then discernment with yourself. What do I speak to myself? What do I believe about myself? What what do I need to discern out, filter out, so that I don't carry that anymore? So looking at that, and like I explained it to, to someone re recently, it's like sometimes in my discernment, you know, I don't feel like I can blurt to everybody, hey, I'm a medium, I'm intuitive, right? I can't do that because I would be pushing my belief system on somebody else. So yeah. sometimes when I'm in a grocery store and I get that, that person's not into it, right? I'll walk by and, go, and I'll say, you know, and there I have a family member who wants to tell them something. So what I'll do is I'll walk up to him and I say, you know what? I just want to say hello to you. And, you know, thank you for smiling today because you're an amazing person. Mm -hmm. And then I'll thank you for letting me say that and I'll walk away. Did I say, you know, hey, your grandmother wants you to know da 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 you know? No, I just say something that is more neutral. That is discernment. It's discerning so that we can be who we are. But, you know, a lot of people, even my husband, after being married 32 years, doesn't know everything that I believe in. Yeah. You know, because I can't speak it all the time it, because it's just a part of me, you know? Well, you know, discernment is just, become more difficult than ever now with all of this artificial intelligence coming out. Uh, th things are going to be a big giant mess for a while because people that aren't very discerning um, will believe anything that comes along. You know, I mean, like with artificial intelligence, you know how it, it uh, made a video of uh, like Trump talking to somebody, something that never happened, but it took things from the internet of that put it together and made this video and everything so it looks like it's really happened but they know that it didn't happen um so i don't know it's i'm even as open as i am about things i go man regan i'm gonna have to be it's almost like 
you almost can't believe anything. You, you know, you have to like experience something for yourself firsthand uh, to believe something anymore nowadays, rather than what somebody tells you happens, you know. Exactly. Know. And, that, and, and that's what we have to do with family members who taught us a certain way of doing things. You know, we have to kind of figure out what fits right. And like I was saying about the alien story, we have to discern. Is this truth? Maybe. And if, it, if it's not that one, I know that it's happened somewhere else on this planet that nobody's talking about, right? Yeah. You know, and so, um, you know, if it didn't happen then, it's happened before. But then discerning, okay, I'm going to look at the story. Oh, yeah, that could be really a lot of truth, right? But then I'm going to look at the other thing that's going on. Ooh, what else is being that story being distractive of? Because there again is discernment with government, with with news, with with a lot of things, and and we can't believe. Oh, we never really have been able to. You know, when I've been <coughs> past lives in government, you know, like if you look at you know the way that England, you know, went into Ireland and tried to take over Ireland, Ireland because they thought that they were savages. You know, look <coughs> at our government and how they took over the the um, indigenous people. You know, because they thought they were savages, right? It's all perspective. Yeah. But and I'm not going to say that it, that things are right or wrong. Now, I would believe that um, that you know us taking over another nation or another type of people that is wrong. Taking our belief system and putting it over somebody else that's wrong. The thing is, though. We have to learn the what is there something that someone in that situation could take a little salt and pepper of that that belief system and and say, you know what, I kind of like a little bit of that, but I'm gonna keep a lot of this mine and I'm just gonna quietly in my head negotiate that because we don't have to always blurt what we understand, what we believe, who we are. Um, now, there's a lot of people who are transgender and there's a lot of people who are going through a lot of new belief systems for themselves. And um, and I'm sorry, I'm not doing all the labels because it's I, I, my dyslexia. I that know, I'm I get mixed track. up in it. But it, so I want to honor who I'm talking about here. But there again is sometimes you have to blurt who you are because that is part of changing our new knowings, waking us up. Yeah. But I would be careful of judgment. What is your intention and how are you going to, um, how are you doing this so that you can do this in a kinder way to establish a, a newer enlightenment, you know, because okay. it is about intention and it is about in judgment. Hey, let me ask you something, Natasha. I don't know if you have a take on this. I forget if I mentioned it in another show, but I know I've spoken to a few people. It's about this, the transgender issues we're going now. There's this huge change in the paradigm of, of sexuality going on. Um, and of course, the the one side, the real religious side are saying that we're all, we're, this is, we're all going to hell. You know, I'm not, that this is, this is something, all this happening is a sign of degradation of society and everything like that. No. Nope. <laughs> the research, okay, and the research that I've done, because when I have people do these life between life sessions and they go to the afterlife and back, um, you know, um, and they find other lives. They've been male in lives. They've been female in lives. They've been gay. They've been straight. But when they get back to just the pure energy, they're just pure energy of love, you know, 
So what I'm wondering, this is just my hypothesis, I haven't had anybody say this, is that because we're, we're supposed to be entering this new state of elevated spirituality, like the fifth dimension in a sense, this new thing, that all these souls that are being born now, as they come in here, they're just seeing people as soul, not as male or female. In other words, they're, they're, they're loving a person for who they are as soul, not particularly whether male or female. And um, if that continues the way it is, then in, you know, 50, 100 years from now, we won't be discussing this. It'll just be people are just what they are. Yes. You know, they're loving, they're deciding to love who they love, not because of any kind of physical attributes. So I don't know, maybe that, does that make sense at all? Or can angels? Yes. Okay. So let me, there? let me give you a perspective that I have an understanding of. Okay. That some souls come in and they are experiencing a new enlightenment, you know, where, um, where like from, you know, some families, they come in, you know, like, let's say masculine, and they've, they were really a masculine, young being, right? But as they grew, they came into being more feminine, right? So then they decided uh -huh. to change more into feminine. That was the evolution of their soul. Okay. Or, I mean, there's a lot, of, there's no straight line with any of this. There's also souls that were had such a life in their being masculine or feminine and their soul tends to be more masculine than feminine or more feminine than masculine. So in other words, they have more lifetimes as a male uh -huh, or more uh -huh. lives as a female, that their soul is more comfortable that way. And then they, they get that comfort coming in and they want to be that soul, right? Some souls also don't really transfer from, from body to body very well. Let's say, um, uh, like a child who was feminine in the previous life, they had a quick life and they wanted to continue that life coming into this one. They, they didn't, their soul was so awakened that, that they came into this life and it's confusing being in another sex body. Okay. So then they come in with that understanding. Then there's also this understanding that we, sometimes there's beings who have so much trauma being in the in the male body or the female body that they that they change over and they don't even want to be that body anymore it's that it's that body dysphoria type of thing mm -hmm. that sometimes is why some people choose to go gay or mm -hmm. or or that kind of thing right um because they've had so much trauma in one with one sex that they don't even want to deal with that sex I'm honoring everybody who's who's going through this. So and then there's some beings that were in a lifetime where there was um, there, there, there was no male or female. And there is a time on this planet and other planets where there was um, where there was bodies that were both male or female. And then there was bodies that were 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 neither or both. Mm -hmm. So then we needed those other beings to be able to have children, right? At least in the, in this body form that we were at in this lifetime. Sometimes you have babies that are in tubes and you know, that kind of stuff. So, you know, there's other ways of having kids, but on this on where we're at with some of these souls. And so that's why some don't care about male or female. It's just being the loving being, because that's, where they came from was that part. 
that's why I also understand that there are some kids that are very much on the spectrum and they don't speak because they were in a lifetime of not speaking. And then all of a sudden, oh my God, coming onto this planet in this day. Oh my God, no wonder they don't want to speak because it's so overwhelming for them. So their vibration is so weird. And then their body comes in with a little bit of chemical disunderstanding. And then there's this thing. So, um, uh, you know, it, it is. Um, so, Paula, thank you very much for saying this. So she said um, gender fluid. Yes. And then she also said, I think gender fluid approach with the younger generation actually takes judgment out of the equation, except for one beings rising with hate. Yes. Yeah, we, we should. I think we, to, to me, we should be nur- nur- we should be nurturing um, young people to just to allow them like to know that just what you said is happening and they're just in, in other words and to try to not not persecute them but to assist them and and in any way we can to help them find their true identity you know or what's healthy for them or what works for them and not persecute them just because you know they're they find themselves um uh go, going against the grain you know of of of, of what it is so um, yeah, we're, it's interesting, Natasha, we're, we're in a beautiful, you know, you'll be here long after me probably, but, uh, uh, just to be in this, this space now where so many things are changing, you know, um, you know, about the, the aliens, about sexual identity, you know, mm-hmm. um, about the, just the way the world's running, you know, right now, there's so much going on right now. I mean, we're, it's like, like a beehive of, of activity going on almost in every direction. You can feel this change you know this and they say that this is normal before a big shift in consciousness yes right in other words because we have to kick out what doesn't fit anymore and prepare ourselves for what's coming you know what the new uh, paradigm is going to be exactly and and that's the thing is is that like my my child is transgender um was born male and and then now is is more female um and she goes by her uh, so that's why I, I know she's more feminine. Um, yeah. And the thing that I always honored her with was, is I always asked her, I said, before you walk through any door, hormones, surgery, name change with the government, that you make sure that that's what you want to do. Don't you do it. Don't, don't walk through don't the do door until you no. have that deep core understanding. Practice it. Be with it. Do your name change with your friends, with reality, with the world around you, you know, and, and be with it. But until you can legally go through that door or, or emotionally go through that door to make sure that that's what you want to do. Yeah. Honor it and, you know, be with it. It's not a right or wrong answer. But the thing is, though, it's and when we have these younger children who know what they want to be. I can understand that. The thing is, though, we got to practice it along the way. You know, let them wear, you know, girl clothes if they're males born. Let them play with it. Let them see. Because sometimes it's part of that soul's evolution to play this out. Play that out. Yeah. Play this other thing out. And, And it's okay if you let them play it out to see if that fits right. But before we do the surgeries and that kind of stuff, we have to make sure that this is a, 
this is a core, core, core thing. And and the younger the child, because there's there's some of these laws that you know a, a child can have a sex change without informing the parents. You know, there's some states that make this right, and it's and I I can't tell you if that's right or wrong. I'm not going to be there, but I'm just asking that we can we get let things stretch and pull before we walk through that door. Because I think it, that yeah, if we were making laws for the protection of the, in other words, not to persecute, but for the protection of people, then we should start coming up with some common sense things like, you know, just because, you know, because, well, one of my clients I had um, was uh, uh, in my regular therapy practice, uh, was this really nice woman. Um, and she, uh, for so many years, w uh, would call herself lesbian, okay? Well, then hearing her story when we did therapy with her was, you know, when she was young in high school, she was way overweight, not really attractive looking. She couldn't get a date for the prom and everything. But there were these girls that were uh, lesbian that she became uh, best friends with and everything. And so she's got all these hormones and things going on. And she just figures in her mind, well, I guess I'm not attracted to guys. Here's these girls that like me. I must be a lesbian, you know. So until she was in her 40s, she just kind of thought that. And then she, you know, over whatever she became a nurse um and lost a lot of weight and was so attractive and all these guys were kind of coming on to her and all of a sudden she had these feelings for guys you know so um then but that's um, not a wrong journey that's not no, a right journey it's, it's her just, personal journey yeah she she so and then i've had clients i had another client a young man who was gay but then in doing in doing therapy with him we found out that he was gay because of his um it, early on uh, he'd been um, uh, he'd had sexual abuse by several other several men, mm -hmm. and so his, it, when you're young and you have that happen, it skews you, it skews you who you really are. And so it took him until he was like in his 30s or 40s to realize that he had only become gay because of things that happened to him. But actually, he was really straight when you came right down to it. So there's all kinds of reasons that people are their sexuality. So. We just that, like we I was saying to... that there's many different reasons trauma there's yeah. there's a lot of different things and and it, and, and it's it, it's a, all a journey and Paula thank you for mentioning some of this stuff thank you for your comments um, um, at my work we just had a bathroom with no labels I'm surprised at people's reactions to something so basic I know because we're so brainwashed um, <laughs> and then then she also said in Florida started passing laws that definitely um, compromise freedom of the um, yep. LBGQ uh, community. It's so sad that we're going backwards. And that is the that is the evolution. One step forward, two steps back. But that's yeah. the thing that us who have an uh, understanding and, and care about the human being inside this carcass that we call the physical body, yeah. That we handle this with care. And that's the thing is, is like, um, I forget what I was, um, uh, what I was doing that, you know, it wasn't, you know, I had to be who I was. It doesn't matter if people believe what I believe, you know, it's yeah. like, um, oh, there's that, there's a video that I've been, or somebody on YouTube that I was watching, we're coming down to our time. Yeah. And it was the um, they were talking about how now 
us whites are being bullied and and negotiated against you know that you know I, I i can't hang out with my white friend they're too white you know it's like this language and and i'm like going please don't judge me for who i am you know please don't and i'm asking that for anybody in this world that is yeah. anybody in this world please don't judge them for who they are even if they are very judgmental people themselves that's why I ask for healing on this. I ask for understanding. I ask for, for wisdom to come out for the greater good. You know, I respect other people's journey, but I'm going to put up a boundary and say, if you have those judgments, please keep them to yourself because I know that that's not, you're telling me who somebody I'm not. You're telling yeah. me that I'm somebody I'm not. And I need to say, stop. I do feel good um, about this this sexual issues that we're having now the fact is i can tell we are stepping forward it's mm -hmm. like we've gone two steps forward and then and that one step backward is the pushback that you get but then as long as we keep moving forward then pretty soon that pushback it's just mm -hmm. like with the segregation uh when when uh, lincoln freed the slaves and all of a sudden everybody goes well they're free now there's no problems and then they started the jim crow laws you know which said it, it it's set it back and it was like yeah, you're free, but but you're not. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. And then now we finally we've come so much out of that, but there's still there's still some of that hanging on. Maybe we're eighty percent through it, but there's that twenty percent still that's still just as prejudiced as back back in the slave days. You know. Yeah, and, um, and prejudice is going to be part of our world until we get it cleaned up. But you have to understand that we are prejudiced in order to to clean it up. That's the yeah. thing is, is that things have to, you have to call things out in order to find out that you have them so that you can work on it. Because if it's yeah. just something that you don't realize, like old truths, sometimes you don't understand you have an old truth until you look at a picture of your family member and go, oh my gosh, I just believe that whole thing. And it's like, okay, now that I know about it, I can work on it and say, so Paula, you were saying here, um, heck, I'm guessing you had trouble with people believing many things you believe or um, converse about. Oh, yeah. I have. And yet, like I was talking with somebody and he was saying that, you know, Natasha, you have a way of putting things that kind of makes sense. It's like the whole picture that it's like you can picture, you know, like me talking about the matrix system. You know, you can get focused on the matrix system. But really, it all comes down about being. Being here today. Being who you are. Being alive. Being the better self you are. And that's a longer story that's a shorter story. But it, it is that dance of who we are. Maybe that's what I should talk about on, on Wednesday's show. About the matrix about system. About the matrix system and yeah. how, how to apply it to how... You know, all these understandings, the spaces, systems and all this, that how do we apply it to living in this planet today? Yeah. Well, this subject, you know, we it, it's so many facets to this and it's uh, been fun talking about it today. So we can uh, maybe even next week we can start to do the first half, talk about more because there's so much more to talk about. Um, but um, yeah, I am glad that we are we are changing. And um, oh, um just a, just a little thing about discernment here, which was interesting. I had a session uh, a couple of days ago with a client. Ended up being seven hours altogether. We were together, you know, about uh, wow. about three was just uh, going over, you know, 
because I have my clients prepare a list of questions. She had so many people she wanted to talk to on the other side, you know, people that are alive in her life now. She wanted to talk to their higher selves as well as people that passed on. She had a very complicated life, so it took a long time as a as a as a tour guide in a sense for me yes. to get all of her information, so I know what she wanted to accomplish. But then she spent about three and a half, three to three and a half hours on the other side. But what she found out that her mission in life was was to just uh, help people to uh move to their next step in spiritual unfoldment mm -hmm. by all these things that she knows but then they told her that they the main thing she needs to work on is discernment of knowing when to share and when not to share because some people aren't ready for, for yes. this and you you're going to get yourself in a lot of trouble so that meant a lot to her so she said yeah she because she has this feeling she just wants to tell everybody you know and knowing that you just have to feel for when the right time is and then ask yourself is this right for this person you know before she just blabs it to everybody and 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 dilutes her again, power discernment if we can practice discernment, discernment yeah. kindness love if we can't understand it i'm asking for divine healing on this and negotiate our world yeah she found out also too which was interesting for her uh, she had uh, three guides on the other side that were her she has three people three entities as guides not just one you know and uh for a while she these other the one guide showed up it's so funny the first one that showed up we were trying to get his name and he goes well i'm not gonna tell you you know <laughs> you know and i said well should we, we just call you guide guy or something and he was okay with that well um uh, he, he was getting her to laugh, you know, he's so his humor and really pulling her leg a lot. But he he guided us along. And then later on, another guide introduced himself. And then finally, a third guide. And we're, she's before this council asking questions and getting answers to her life. And the other guides were there. And there were she was she goes, wow, I thought I only had one guide. Now I realize I have three. So the, just before we left the other side, we said, I, I said, let's is your is your guide who we don't know his name still there? He goes, yeah, he's still here. So I said, hey. You know, are we always, is she just going to call you the the guide with no name or something like that? And then he said, oh, just call me Josh, you know, and then we realized that he was joshing her, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and see, we got the inside joke, you know, he's just saying, it's not important. I just, just know that I'm here and everything too. So yeah, was, exactly. They have so much, on, I would say there's so much love and there's so much humor on the other side, you know, and um, that's all in these, we've not, not found any darkness, any evil beings, any devils, any hells uh, in the afterlife, you know, it's just love. It's all and up here. Our darkness and is light. all up yeah. here. Mm -hmm. Up mm -hmm. in and our minds. For people that think it's, oh, we're being tricked or something like that. I mean, you have to, ex when you experience it, there's something deep inside you that just knows it's truth. It's different than like just seeing a movie and you just you're watching it just detached when people go to the other side you are there and uh you experience it for yourself and that's what i tell people i said well look you keep saying all this and that i said what well, have a session and prove it to yourself you know that uh, all this is real it's all they have to do because it's, it's easy 90 percent of people can do it you know so but anyway that's all we can do is just talk <laughs> exactly so we're over our time our and time. i appreciate okay. Yep. Um, it's been a gift here, uh, Regan, you coming in and thank you for being here. Um, yeah. I'm so grateful that we can have a lot of our perspectives 
you know, even if they're different, they can come together and, and negotiate it. And Paula, um, yeah. thank you, Paula, for commenting. You yeah, have been a Paula. blessing here. Um, sh I share everything I can. Worst case scenario, they talk about <laughs> my crazy best part. They talk about it later. Besides, people will always talk about you. I will try at least provide information of yeah yeah thanks for being part of the show today paula and that that's that always helps because um you know people seeing you with your perspectives and things is just as important as what we're talking about so yeah just thanks. remember discernment though because sometimes yeah it, it is about giving like i said earlier about giving the message sometimes i have a family member that has like a paragraph that wants me to tell them but i but they they're not willing to hear it so sometimes i have to walk them and go Thank you for being you. You're doing a good job. Hey, I have a question now too, uh, um, Natasha. Um, have you have you heard of these earthing pads? Earthing, oh yes, you know, where you ground yourself. Well, you told me about it, but there's been a lot right. of that kind of stuff going around. Yeah, you know, and just using my discernment, I mean, it, it seems like with this earthing thing that there's a lot of scientific proof. It's not just mm -hmm. like a gadget or something. I mean. Um, you can test yourself with a voltmeter and test how many volts are of energy going through your body when you're not when you're just walking around. Mm -hmm. And then when you touch an earthing pad and you touch it, you can see that it's it goes down about ninety percent. So oh, you yeah. really lower the volts in there in your body. I'm just thinking I'm not a scientist, but I I picture it like um, like a pilot light or a flame, and you you know um, machinery. Um, wears out like the hotter machinery gets the the least i mean the the it wears out faster the you know if the, if everything gets hot in there the the motors and things burn yeah out and a lot quicker. of us run at a high vibration and, and yeah. we, we burn we ourselves need to be out. grounded yeah so if anybody else out there sees this and, and uh whatever and has um some experience with the uh, earthing pads uh, or grounding yourself uh let us know sometime too because i just sent candace one my daughter, uh, because she's had these headaches and they can't find a, they can't find a source for it. And even in hypnosis and that, I was able to give her temporary relief, but then it came back. So, um, you know, nobody knows what's going on and she's got, but she, like we were talking about last week, she's got, she's being hit hard from all directions with all kinds of things in her life. And I don't know how she stays so sweet and lovable, you know, it's, I'd be screaming if I was her with all the things she's got to deal with. So I know some of it has to do with that. It's, she's at her you know so i'm hoping that maybe the earthing pad will do her some good so we'll see mm -hmm. i know well, so it, anyway. it's, it's an interesting thing to work with you know because if we don't ground ourselves we can really burn ourselves out yeah so, so i'm sleep. i have just the pad so i lay across and have piece of my hands most of the night i'm on my side so most of the night my hands are touching the pad so we'll see what happens in a few months if i notice any changes you know. well cool so anyway, people, you have to keep us informed yeah, people can get me hold of me at visittheafterlife.com. I have the spiritual practice and a regular hypnotherapy practice uh, that works with fears and phobias, post-traumatic stress, um, anything to do with, with negative energy that way. And that's very successful in the modalities I use. But what I'd love to do the most is do these life between life sessions through the Newton Institute where you go in a deep state of trance and you visit the other side for uh, two or three hours get all your questions answered about your life, visit loved ones, come back and, and get working on what your mission is, you know, so you can get a hold of me at visit the app life, some great videos there uh, that tell you more about it. And my phone number emails there and Natasha now um, 
with angelicclarifications.com. I know with yours, I always spell it real slowly because I'm afraid I'm going to misspell it, but it's really simple. You know, I just think angelic. And then then when I capitalize the C, you know, clarification, I just sound it out. Yeah, exactly. I I always say when I tell people my my email, uh, yeah, uh, Paul, I'll get to you in just a minute. She has a question and I'll, I'll get to you in just a minute. But yeah, I always uh, sound it out. There's two C's in the middle and an S at the end. So it's um, clarifications. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Clarifications.com. Mm-hmm. And it's good that you have it right there because people can write it down. You yeah, know, if they exactly. Want to have a session and everything. Exactly. I do. I and I do have time for sessions. I'm start, I'm going to be um, opening up my schedule t- to do summer work here, so I'll have more time. I did a show last night on feng shui, so I'll have more time to do the feng shui clearings and yeah, and um and that kind of thing. So I'm you I'm really excited. enjoy the feng shui too, don't you? I do. Don't you? I, I can tell I, you have a. I really do. That. Yeah, I, I, it just, it's one of my things. I, I really do enjoy bringing house blessings, clearings, and and understandings in for people to negotiate um, life, and and so that's part of on my website too. Um, I also uh, have a lot of sessions. I have a, a session, actually, I love to do also is where you bring past lives of our DNA and past lives and come bring them together and heal that process. It's about a, it's a little bit longer session. It's, it's not hypnosis, Mm. but it's kind of in that same scenario. And you, you go in and you, you go through the birth system and and you go back in through the bodies and you go back to why things may be happening. I did that with myself, with my family history of colon cancer. And Mm. I healed that be that person's life that, um, I asked that person to, to heal um, during that so that I can be healthy. Because it's not about us feeling, healing our family. It's about making sure that we can walk forward in our life. So I, I really, I, I'm so glad you talk about that. And it just hit me right now because I keep expanding my sessions, doing new things because we're doing all this healing. But I would like, I need to, when clients are over there, I need to ask some questions over there from the, the, uh, the health people over there about these connections like what you're doing. And then ask them about my clients and see if they can do something about the, the difference between the DNA and what and what issues they have that are making them physically ill from previous lifetimes or something. And, and it's, a, it's, an, it's a, I, actually when I'm doing that session, I do it from both perspectives at that time. That's at that really great. Time. Yeah. yeah so I love doing that. So you can reach me at angelicclarifications.com. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also, uh, I think on Wednesday, I'm going to talk about the matrix system and how to uh, enlighten ourselves from what's coming in from information of the star beings. And yet, why are we truly on this planet for? Um, So that's probably going to be my Wednesday show. Um, Paula, um, you're um, wanting to take your house back. Thank you very much for doing that. Um, I talked about that on the show last night. It was about ownership is main is how you do your, your, when you want to uh, own your home and and not have beings, souls take over, you have to take ownership. Um, so um, what I'm saying is, is there any uh, kick out the energies? Is there any um, getting ready to take my house back? Any particular flavor of incense you suggest? You know what I'm getting is... Um, <laughs> This is kind of, it's not an incense. What I got was, um, you know, you can get like baking soda in boxes 
and you put it in a thing and you put cinnamon in with it and you sprinkle that on your carpet. And as you're sprinkling it on your carpet, you're taking back the energy. So when you vacuum it up, you're vacuuming it up. Also, um, what I'm also getting is, is uh, you can do, uh, you can do um, like dragon sage you can do um, one of the, the one of the sages you can do, but it's not just the white sage, but there's there's an off brand of sage. So you can do those two things. But sprinkling baking soda with um, cinnamon in it on your carpet is very grounding. And if you talk and you do that through your your floor, especially if you have carpets, if you don't have carpets, you may want to do it on your um you know, sometimes we have carpets on, on different places. So do this, like you can do this, um, under, um, like on your mattresses, lift up your mattress and, and sprinkle it underneath your mattress. You can, um, in other um, words, you sprinkle, you want to just sprinkle the like powder, but not, you don't want it all uh, wet. No, 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 no. It's dry. It's a dry, dry compound. Okay. Like I have carpets through my house. Um, and so what I what I do is I in a in a bucket I make sure the baking powder is broken up so it's not in chunks, and then I sprinkle um, cinnamon in it, and then I I you know I dust it out, um, and then um, and so with that the, the, that that kind of help. So that's what I'm getting is is that um, you do that. Let it sit in your carpet for a while. When you're walking, take ownership of your house, and then then do this the incense maybe later in the day um so that you are um or or doing the um uh doing the this the um you know when you do the uh house clearing you know where you light the the sage that um you can do that so it, it's it's a fine line but what i would do is really for the next 24 hours after you sprinkle that baking soda in that you just start walking through it saying this is my home everybody who's no longer needed gets out now. I'm only asking for love, angels, and blessings to be with my house. And so you keep saying that over and over and over again, and you take it. And if something feels like it needs to be moved, then you move. You pick up that box that needs to be moved. And if you need to move it to where you're going to go through it, move it to where you're going through it. So it's that fine line that's working. I hope that makes sense, Paula, because this is a quick version of a moment. <laughs> That was nice if we do that for her. Yeah, so thank you, Paula. Um, uh, uh, what, what, what did you say here? I uh, I have to vacuum. Uh, I <laughs> and so I'll try that. She says. Um, so yeah. you're more than welcome, Paula. Let thank us you, know. everyone. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, uh, thank you for being here, everybody. And my love is with you. And know that you're going to be perfectly imperfect while you find your new belief systems. Yeah. And we'll Blessings, see you next, everyone. Uh, see you next week. Yeah, happy or, Father's Day, everybody. <clears throat> oh yeah. That's Bye now. Coming up next week. It is next Sunday. <laughs>